<laughs> I know I didn't hear two. <laughs> but they will have about 20 minutes where they'll do the presentation. After they have done their presentation, we will then go to the next seven sermons. So, um, let us begin. We, we will start, we'll have Quay uh, Kong who is going to start us out. Then she will be followed by Ava Green Cameron. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Tonight, the topic of my message is sanctified for simplified service. The discipline I'll be looking at is the discipline of simplicity. Father, we thank you that you are here. And we know because you are here, your word will go about and accomplish what it was sent to do. We bless everything that you will do tonight. And we just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The text I'll be looking at tonight is John 17, verses 6 to 19. I'm going to go ahead and read because I, I won't, with time I'll just go ahead and read and you can listen. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. Out of the world, They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those who you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them for they are not of the world anymore than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not, not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. There ended the reading of God's holy word. The evangelist John tells us that hours before Jesus' arrest and crucifixion, he prayed to his father for his disciples. Jesus knew he was leaving his disciples in an evil world, a world in which they did not belong and would be hated. Therefore, he wanted them to be protected. Jesus accomplished all that the father had given him to do. He taught his disciples the word of God. He revealed God's attributes and character to them and kept them safe from the evil one by the power of his name. But there was an exception. Judas Iscariot fulfilled scriptures and betrayed him. 
On the other hand, the disciples, having been taught the word of God, accepted and obeyed. They understood that Jesus came from God and that everything that Jesus had was given to him by God. Jesus did not pray for the world. Instead, he prayed for his disciples. He prayed that they would have been united with, with each other just as he was united with God. He prayed that they would have had, had the full measure of joy within them, that they would be protected from the evil one, and finally, that they would be sanctified by truth, the living and written word. Jesus' prayer for the disciples then is applicable to us here, now. Scriptures tell us that he continually intercedes for us before his Father. The element of Jesus' prayer that I'll be focusing on tonight is the request that he made for his disciples that they be sanctified by the word of truth. According to Miriam Webster Online Dictionary, the word sanctified means to be set apart, to be consecrated for sacred use or for religious purposes. And the word truth means a state of character of being true and authentic, sincerity of action, character, and utterance. Jesus knew that his disciples had to be set apart for the purpose of worshiping and serving God. They had to be separated from the evil in the world and be dedicated to God. He knew that the only means of sanctification was by the truth, which is both the living word of God and the written word of God. Okay. This sanctification was life transforming. And it was the one time thing. It was an ongoing process for the disciples. It exposed the errors of their lives that needed to be changed. It changed their characters, actions, and utterances. Growing up in Jamaica, we raised um, chickens in our backyards, and chickens were allowed to roam, to go to and fro as they, as they felt. And what I noticed, that noticed, and as I looked, as I prepared and I thought about it, they would go about covering the, the, the surface of the earth to, for the food particles that were there. Food particles either from scrapings or whatever they were. But as they, clean, as they removed all that were visible, they moved their beaks side to side, scratching the surface, going layer to layer to remove the things that were hidden, the things that would have been trampled. Eventually, sometimes they will, they will come up with a worm, which would have been the great thing for them. Um, tonight, the, 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 the Holy Spirit is the one who... The chicken in this situation is the, represents the Holy Spirit and the beak is actually the word of God. The earth represents our hearts and the food particles are the sins and the various sin practices that are embedded in our lives. Some of them are surface, so we know the big sins, the, the sexual immoralities, and we know them. We know the abortion and we can list them. But their underlying are the sins that we have lived with, the deception, the, 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 myth, the distrust. The, the lack of integrity, the, 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 the things that we do from where child, children that we have been accustomed to doing and we have accepted them and said they are the norm. And, and actually some of us will say, that's me. Yeah, yeah. We are aware that some of these things are more than others. But God is saying to us today, whatever sin patterns they are, I want to 
sanctify you. Amen. When my word sanctifies you, you are changed. Even for some of us in the room who may not be able to trust God as a father because our earthly father has damaged us. Or we have been abused in a situation. And God is saying, when I sanctify you, when the word comes and change you, you are changed. Yes. So let us look at the benefits disciples receive from being sanctified by the word of God. The disciples were set apart by Jesus. The living word and the written word. Jesus' disciple, Jesus' willingness to die on the cross, set him apart to do his father's will. So that he restored the opportunity for relationship with God and became the only access to God's presence. By accepting, obeying, and applying the living and written word of God, yes. the disciples gained access to God's presence through Jesus. They were separated from the world, dedicated to God, and with the help of the Holy Spirit were sanctified and healed from the sins of their past. They received comfort and hope in the midst of their hardship and pain and were able to oppose every corrupt opinion and precepts. Just like the disciples, we too are called and set apart. We too are called to be dedicated to God because it's not about just being set apart, but you have to be set apart for something. Yes. So they were set apart to worship. They were set apart to be dedicated to God. Amen. Yes. Come on. With the help of the Holy Spirit, when we accept, obey, and apply the word of God to our lives, we are set free and set apart from our sins and the pains of our past. Point number two. The disciples were set apart for service. They were called. They were commissioned. They were equipped for sacred service. They were sent into the world to be as Jesus, to, to be just as Jesus was sent into the world. Yes. So what they did, they did what they saw Jesus doing. Yes. They said what they saw Jesus saying. Yes. They, they became the very presence of God. They embodied the presence of God, bearing witness of his love. And they loved, they offered their lives in service through preaching, and they offer their, their, their lives to, through taking the good news of Jesus. Come on. Mm -hmm. Despite our race. So whether we are black, pink, purple, <laughs> whether we are women or men, whether we are young or old, we too are called. We too are called to embody the presence of Christ, to take his name, to share with the world his love. Yeah. We are commissioned because we are gifted with the ministerial gifts to go and to become disciples of Christ. Come on. The yes. third point tonight is that the disciples were set apart. But guess what? They were pruned to be more fruitful. Yes. So first, they were set apart unto God. They were set apart for service. Yes. And now they are set apart to be fruitful. Yes. They rejected the life of duplicity that promotes independence and dedicated themselves to a life of simplicity by depending on God. Yes. According to Richard Foster in the book Celebration of Discipline, a life of simplicity is an inward reality that manifests itself in outward actions that reveals the heart. Amen. That is as clear as day. Yes. Our actions dictate what is in our heart. You can't mask that. Yes. So we can say we are 
For instance, I remember speaking to a lady and she said, I'm so gifted. I'm so gifted. And I said, in what way are you gifted? She can't share her giftedness. <laughs> recognized that their homes were not of this world so they needed to be sincere in action speech and character they learned that storing up treasures on earth was not the thing to do so what did they do they were they learned to love despite the fact that they were hated they learned to praise even through hardship they humbled themselves and served instead of requiring to be served they learned peace even in the midst of turmoil. Yeah. They sought joy and they learned to be contented with what they had without lusting for status, affluence, or position. Yes. They learned to forgive yes. instead of arboring bitterness. Yes. The sanctification process taught them to live lives free from pretense, falls with deceit, and the bondage of possession. They recognized that everything they had was a gift from God. Yes. And therefore, it was not theirs to keep, but to share. Amen. They became compassionate, and so they gave generously, not sparingly. So they were not only into the 10% tithing. They recognized that their security and identity came from God, and not from what they own or from who they knew. As disciples of Christ, are we putting our treasures on earth? Are we compassionate like the disciples? Are we learning to love? Because it's easy to say I'm loving. But can you love knowing that you are hated? Well, come on. And we need to look at that. Jesus has left a legacy for you to follow. And he has given you the Holy Spirit as a guide. He wants to set us. He wants to set you apart from your sins so that you can live, live serving and worshiping God. He wants to set you apart for service. Mm. He wants to set you apart for a life of simplicity so that you can be more fruitful. Mm. We are called to live lives that are sanctified for simplified service. Mm. So we may stop and we may wonder, we may say with all our insecurities and inadequacies that we may, may come to the Lord and say, Lord, I can't because I am this. Or Lord, I can't because I'm that. Are you sure that you're calling me? Smith Wigglesworth was set apart for God, even though he was uneducated. Amen. And he became known as a God, one, one of God's generals. A.W. Tozer was set apart for God, and so he abandoned the worldly comforts in favor of a deeper life that comes from following Christ. A.B. Simpson was set apart for God, despite his childhood illnesses. He founded Christian Missionary Alliance, and today we are here, a part of Nyack. Richard Allen was set apart for God despite being born into slavery. Yes. And where are we today? We are in the Amy Church. All because a man dared to go where they say black people could not have gone. Amy Carmichael was set apart as a woman. Yes. Despite her gender, she became a missionary to India. My grandmother, Amy Lewin, was set apart. Despite the fact that she was a poor widow, she trusted God. And guess what? I am the legacy standing before you today. You know that I too 